Inside Sources. Inside Sources. America's voice of reason. Boyd Matheson on Utah's home for elevated conversation. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Well, as we continue the conversation here on Inside Sources, of course, in the last segment, we were talking about the process that is staring down uh, Congress, another shutdown showdown, which usually leads to a fake fight, a whole bunch of false choices and more big spending without regular order. Uh, and that's actually how you get $34 trillion in debt. We often talk about conflict in Washington. Uh, it's collusion that's usually the problem. Uh, you can't rack up $34 trillion through conflict. Uh, it's both sides have to agree. And so you can be equal opportunity offender across the board, across parties, across administrations. Uh, it is big. It is hefty. Uh, and then the real challenge is now that we're $34 trillion in debt and counting, everyone likes to go to this idea of magic thinking uh, and that the unicorns will come in and that everything's going to work out just fine. Uh, and it just doesn't work that way. Dollars and cents are pretty stubborn things. And so we're going to get into some of that magic thinking and maybe some reality thinking as well. Uh, Dominic Pino's uh, the Thomas L. Rhodes Fellow at the National Review Institute, had a great piece in National Review uh, talking about former President Trump uh, and some of that magic thinking of, hey, we can just drill and uh, it's going to take care of our $34 trillion in debt. Uh, Dominic, welcome to the show. Hey, boy, thanks for having me. Hey, let's start with uh, first just the proposal. What is it that the former president is saying in terms of uh, where we are and uh, how we how we get ourselves out of that big hole? Well, obviously, with the former president, uh, it's sometimes difficult to take him a little too seriously about some of the things he says. But he has said this on multiple occasions. And so I think it's worth uh, bringing up that uh, he believes that through uh, drilling for more oil, that will help us to raise more revenue and pay off the national debt and cut taxes. Uh, he has said this, he said it most notably in his uh, victory speech after the Iowa caucuses, but he has said this in interviews with Sean Hannity and uh, a couple other places as well. And so let's dig into what that really would be. And again, I don't care where people fall politically uh, because we, we point this out on both left and right. This, this magic thinking uh, sounds great. It works at a, it works at a uh, political rally. It's a nice bumper sticker, uh, but it just doesn't work. And so just kind of walk us through what is the magic thinking of this particular proposal and why is it that it just doesn't add up? Well, the most important thing is that in the United States, uh, oil companies are, are private. Uh, we do not have a state-owned oil company in the United States like a lot of other countries do. And so uh, the private profits of oil companies belong to them. Uh, of course, they have to pay corporate taxes just like every other corporation does. Um, but uh, you know, that that is not something that's going to in any way take the money that they are uh, receiving from 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 drilling for more oil. The U.S. debt, as you mentioned in the intro, is thirty four trillion dollars. Uh, if we somehow by magic, again, this is impossible, but somehow by magic, we we extracted the entire proven reserve of the United States crude oil, which is forty one billion barrels. If we extracted all of that. We sold it for double the price of oil uh, for the average price of oil last year. It would raise about $6.4 trillion. So <laughs> it's completely impossible. <laughs> and even if it was possible, it would come nowhere close to covering the national debt. 
Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, and so this kind of thinking is, is often where we get stuck, especially in presidential election years. Uh, but talk to us just uh, as you look at things like this. And, and clearly there's a, a role to play in energy independence and all of those are, are separate issues. Uh, but as you look at this kind of thinking, how is it that we get the conversation to a different place where we can say, OK, this could be one area that could be helpful uh, and we have a list of a whole bunch of other things that are going to have to take place if we're actually going to be serious. Because I think most of our conversations about deficits, even just the deficit portion, let alone the $34 trillion of actual debt, uh, I just think it's completely unserious these days in our nation's capital. It totally is. And we ran a $2 trillion deficit yet last year, which was the largest deficit in absolute dollars uh, that we've ever had. Um, one of the largest as a percentage of GDP that we've ever had. And that was in a year where we had no no foreign wars, no domestic emergencies, no new major spending programs, and we still came up $2 trillion short. And so this is a problem that's only going to get worse. In 2025, we're facing about a $5 trillion fiscal cliff because in 2025, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, the individual provisions of that expire. Uh, a bunch of contract authority from the infrastructure bill expires. Um, a bunch of uh, uh, Obamacare subsidies expire. And so we're, we have a huge, uh, a huge cliff coming at the end of 2025 that whoever wins the next election is going to have to deal with right away in their first year in office. And they're totally unprepared to do it. And uh, when we have, you know, uh, one, 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 one party's candidate, uh, Joe Biden, is responsible for adding trillions to the debt he would add even more if he had gotten Build Back Better passed like he wanted. Uh, and then we have the other candidate, Donald Trump, who's talking about paying it off with oil. And it's just completely unserious uh, on both sides on this issue. Yeah. OK. You, you you snapped my head just a little bit on this five trillion fiscal cliff at the end of 2025. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of the other cliffs that we're headed towards. Uh, just unpack that one for us real quickly in terms of what is it that adds into that uh, five trillion and why nobody's talking about that portion of the program. Absolutely. The, uh, like I said, this is no matter who wins, they're going to have to deal with this in their very first, their very first year in office. Um, it becomes, uh, it, it shows up because the tax cuts and jobs act, the individual proportions from that, those are the, the Trump tax cuts commonly known. Uh, those had expiration dates in them. So a lot of them will expire in, in 2025. So the entire uh, so, so if Congress does nothing, taxes would go way up. Uh, but they're not likely to do nothing. They're likely to keep the tax cuts in place because raising taxes is very unpopular. Uh, so that'll cost about $3 trillion just for that. At the same time as that, uh, there was, uh, uh, under Obamacare, there are subsidies to households making up to 400% of the federal poverty line. Now, mm. that, that those subsidies are supposed to be, uh, supposed to be restricted to lower than that, but they were expanded above that as part of the American Rescue Plan Act that Joe Biden passed. Uh, those uh, that 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 deadline also comes in 2025, and so there's yeah. going to be uh, a shortfall there. That is another big issue. The infrastructure bill has a bunch of contract authority that's going to expire, and all those contractors are going to come to D.C. and ask for more money because guess what? When you dump a trillion dollars into one industry you get inflation. And so we've had huge inflation in the infrastructure sector, which means that a lot of projects cost more than they were expected to cost. So in order to finish them, contractors are going to need more money. 
And politicians are going to have a hard time saying no because they want to show off the shiny new bridges and highways in their districts that they that they wanted to have. And so if you add up all those things together and a a couple other things as well, we're looking at five trillion dollars. Uh, that's probably going to be uh, probably going to be added to the debt at the end of 2025. Yeah, we've got to get past the unserious ideas, the magic thinking, and get to the serious conversations. Dominic, thanks so much for joining us. Dominic Pino, Thomas L. Rhodes Fellow at National Review Institute. Great piece at National Review. Check that out as well. We'll step aside. We'll be right back. More Inside Sources.